So you are a mature, young Christian man, right? That's what people tell you. You're exceptionally wise for your age. You spend your time studying the Bible. You, you read a lot of theology. You read a lot of old Puritan books, a lot of good, <coughs> solid theological works that um, most people your age haven't even heard of, right? Um, most people your age um, don't read the Puritans and the Reformers. They don't read the great Reformed theologians of all time. Um, you don't spend your time frittering away um, your days on, on games and hanging out with the boys and things like that. You, you, are, you are just wise for your age. You are something else. Um, that is something um, that the older generation notices about you. You're really, you're really something, right? Um, if that is a description of you, right, or what people say about you, to be more particular, I want to give you a warning. Okay, I want to give you a warning. There is a great amount of immaturity in the so-called mature, young Christian man, oftentimes. Something for you to examine in yourself. When people start talking about you in that way, it's very easy for you to think of yourself in that way. To think, you know what? You look around at the, the guys your age and the culture. You say, look at these guys. All they do is worthless stuff. All they do is drink and all they do is do drugs and all they do is, is party, hang out, waste time, blah, 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 blah. That's all they do. And compared to them, I'm pretty good. Compared to them, I am something special. I must be wise um, because all the boys my age, um, well, they, they act like little boys. They act like immature little children. So I am something special, you know? I really am. I'm going to impress everybody with my wisdom and um, with how, how um, just how smart and intelligent I am. Now, you know, maybe you're not as self-conscious or self-aware of that sort of attitude, but it is very easy to have that sort of attitude in a culture where young men are nothing in the sense that they are, they're, it's virtually everybody is a fool, right? So it's very easy to look wise when virtually everybody around you is such a blatant fool, right? You are different, right? You're separate. But the danger of that, of course, is pride. And, and pride is Satan's, one of Satan's favorite tools to use against you. You, being a human, being a sinner, have a heart that is wicked, deceitful, a factory of idols. What your heart does is it can make anything into an idol. And you, you need to take this warning seriously. It can make anything into an idol. Are you teaching? You're teaching the Bible? You're teaching it well? That can be an idol. I want to be a good teacher. Why? Because I want people to look at me. I want people to think that I'm wise. That's an idol. I want people to know how much I know about the Bible. That's an idol. 
See, if you're pursuing the knowledge of the Scripture for anything other than to know God and to glorify God, it's going to be idolatrous. Be very, very careful. Your heart is deceitful. And I want you to hear this. You are nothing. You are nothing. Okay? And Christ is everything. Let me explain. You are nothing. Meaning, you have no intelligence. You have no wisdom. You have no strength. You have no reputation. You have no ability. You have no talents. You have nothing. You are nothing. Apart from Christ. I need you to hear that. Let that cut into you and sink into your bones. You are nothing. What can you do apart from Christ? Nothing. Why? Because you are nothing. You have no abilities. You have no abilities in and of yourself to do anything. See, you are just a little creature. More than that, you're a sinful creature. Now, you're a Christian, so you're a sinful creature who's been saved by grace, and that is crucial. You're no longer dead in sins. You're now raised with Christ spiritually. And because you're in Christ, because you're united with him, you can do things because of Christ. Apart from Christ, you can do nothing. Okay? What did Jesus say? Exactly that. I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So you can do no good works. You cannot preach. You cannot pray. You can do nothing. You are nothing. What will you boast in? What will you boast in? Will you boast in yourself? Will you? Will you boast in yourself? Or will you be that fool who boasts in himself and says, well, yeah, I am pretty good compared to others. Look, at, look around me. See, the thing is, comparing yourself to others is immature when you do it to build yourself up. If I say, at least I'm not as bad as that person, that's immature. So no matter how mature you might think that you are, when you're doing that, that's immature. Now, of course, nobody's perfectly mature. We all have to put to death our immaturities. But if you take all these accolades, well, what a mature young man you are, um, and, you, and you start thinking of yourself, yeah, I am something special. Beware. That is foolishness. That is boasting in yourself. That's pride. Listen to the scripture's warning in 1 Corinthians 10. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that's not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people, judge for yourselves what I say. And we'll stop there. If you think that you stand, if you think you're something, beware. You're on the pathway to falling. You're on the pathway, on the pathway to failing. You are nothing. You have no strength. 
how can you be strong then? Okay, how can you be strong? And in what sense can you be strong? <clears throat> I want to point this out. This is an important, very important text of Scripture. How can we have strength against all of our sins? How can we have strength to endure? Ephesians 6, 10, the beginning of the full armor of God passage, says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. What's it say? Be strong in yourself and the strength of your own might? No. Listen again. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. What does the scripture say? What does the proverb say? Or the Psalms say, rather, so many times. The Lord is my strength. He's my refuge, my shield, my strong tower. Don't overlook those things. You are weak. You are nothing. But God is everything. And if you are united with Christ, if you are Christ's, then you have strength. Not in yourself, but in Christ. You have access to Him. Be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might. He says, put on then, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. What is this attitude? Where people say, oh, the devil, yeah, smack down the devil. You know, like, the devil, that, that fool, I can take him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, not today, Satan. All this, this attitude, this, this arrogant and haughty attitude. You need to understand that, that Satan will throw you around like a rag doll. Do you understand that? Satan is, is not weaker than you. You are weaker than him. And he will throw you around like a rag doll. He will beat you to, to a pulp. Unless you put on the strength of the Lord. You put on the armor of God through prayer. That you ask God, you beg God. You, you, you lean on Him. Your dependency is on Him. And this is what it is. I, I want you to know how weak you are. I want you to know how nothing you are. Not so you can wallow in self-pity, but so that you can learn to depend upon the Lord for everything. For everything. Daily. Every hour, every minute, every second. Learn, I can do nothing apart from God. He's the, he's the one who protects me, not myself. You say, I can, I, can do, I can withstand temptation. I can do this. I can do these things. Mm-mm. If you think that you stand, take heed lest you fall. Okay? You need to be on guard. You need to say, God, I am nothing. Help me. Be my strong tower. Be my shield. Give me your armor. Okay? You're, so you're the mature, young Christian man. You need to know how weak you are if you're going to really be mature. An immature so-called mature young Christian man. As somebody who looks around and says, yeah, I'm doing better than the rest of the people around me. He does not, the, the immature look around and gauges their wisdom, gauges their godliness based upon the fools around them. Well, at least I'm not as foolish as them. So I must be godly and wise. That sort of arrogance, beware, beware. That sort of arrogance will result in your fall. 
But if you depend upon the Lord, if you're strong, not in yourself, but you're strong in the Lord, He will be your strength. He will be your strong tower. I want you to hear this text about how we are to be and grow in maturity. From 2 Timothy 2, he says, So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And they may, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. We are to grow up and be mature. Paul says to the Corinthians, act like men. He says, I used to act like a child and think like a child, but no more. Now I, I am a man, right? And that's what we are to be. But it's very, very easy because of your sinful, sinful flesh, the pride that's in your heart, and the temptations, the subtle temptations of Satan, so that when you start to make progress in doing the right things, you're, you're studying God's word and you're, and you're in prayer, and um, you're involved in the church, you're, you're, you take church membership seriously, in church attendance seriously, and the, and the church culture around us and, and in your age, you know, they, they don't do that. So you're, so you're better, right? You're better than them. And it's very easy for you to get prideful, for Satan to take good steps that you're taking and ruin you by tempting you to pride, to boast in yourself. That's the thing that you need to beware of. You are nothing. You are weak. You have no strength in yourself. You understand that? You have no strength in yourself. You have no strength in yourself. You have no strength in yourself. You are weak. You are nothing. I don't say this to debase you. I say this to tell you the truth. So that you will be protected and you will depend upon the Lord. You know what I mean by that? Cry out to the Lord that you will always say, Lord, I am nothing. Help me. You see, I, help me, help me, please, because I'm nothing, I'm nothing. I can do nothing, help me, I'm weak. That's, that's what this is all about. The Lord, the Lord will show you your weakness. And it's better for you to learn it the easy way. Hold on. It's, it's, we should be able to learn it the easy way by knowing, by depending on the Lord. But God will make you learn it one way or another. He's going to sanctify you, make you more holy, make you more like Christ, conform you to Christ's image more. He's going to root out your pride and your foolishness. And he might do it by letting you go your own way a little bit. Not fully. He's still your father. He'll still discipline you. But showing you in your heart that you are still a miserable wretch who needs Christ every second. Your heart is ugly. You are a monster. You understand that? Scripture's uh, characterization of the sinful heart of human beings that are sinful is that they are monsters. They are wicked, 
ugly, deserving of full condemnation, the blackest, hottest corner of hell. That's how bad we are, how ugly we are. And you still have a lot of ugliness, a lot of wickedness in your heart. Again, I don't say this just to debase you, but to exalt Christ, exalt the cross. You need that cross. You need Christ. Now, more than ever. Yes, you needed him the day you were converted, and you needed him the day after, and the year after, and 10 years after. You need him now, because you're still full of black, dirty sin. But Jesus has paid it all. You have no guilt on you. You are clothed in perfect righteousness. He sees you and loves you. He loves you. You understand that? Not because you're something something in and of yourself, but because he is loving. And he just pours out his love on, pe- on people that hate him initially, gives them grace, gives them a new heart so that they love him. But your love for God is imperfect. It's not about your love for God. Ultimately, it's about his love for you. So recognize you are nothing and you are weak. But don't stop there, please. Please don't stop there. Study the word to find out how much God really loves you. I'm talking to Christians now. To find out how much God really loves you. You don't know what it's like on earth to be loved in the way that God loves his people. We find it hard to believe that God loves us because it is a completely unique love. Nobody loves you like God loves you. Nobody. Not even close. Not even close. He forgives all of your sins and doesn't hesitate. Do you understand that? He forgives all of your sins because of what Christ has done. Christ came so that you can be forgiven and be forgiven perfectly. And his steadfast love does not change. It's it's unchangeable. It's unchangeable. You understand? It's immutable. It it means that no matter if you're really a Christian, no matter how bad of a day you're having or week or year or years you are having, in terms of how faithful you have been to God or how much you've been uh, struggling with sin or, or not struggling as hard with sin as you ought to be. He still loves you. Do you get that? You don't get that. I don't get that fully. You understand? I understand it a little bit. And even that is overwhelming. And I ought to understand it more than I ought to be more overwhelmed by it. You are nothing. Christ is everything. And he has made you his. And he, he considered you, if you're a Christian, he considered you more significant than himself so that he would die. He didn't take himself away before the cross or he didn't come down off of the cross, even when people tempted him to do so. Hey, if you're really the son of God, you can come down from the cross and save yourself. It's a satanic temptation. And he said, no, I'm going to stay here. 
I'm going to die for my people, drink the full cup of God's wrath, so that they'll be mine. They'll be mine. These weak and worthless sinners I will give value to because they're valuable to me. They're precious to me. In and of themselves, they are nothing. But to Christ, his people, he, he loves them. They're his bride. They're his bride. His precious bride. He doesn't hate his bride. He loves his bride. Takes care of his bride. We are also God's children. He's our father. And a father loves his children. He wants good things for his children. He gives good gifts to his children, he says. And he disciplines his children. He doesn't let his children run wild and be wayward. He disciplines them. He he makes them grow up and be mature. So if you're the so-called mature young Christian man, maybe you really are mature. But there's always more to mature in. But be careful. Do not listen too much to the compliments of other people about you. They say nice things, and that's wonderful. It's wonderful to be, to be made much of for a good reason. But don't lose sight of how weak you are. And don't lose sight of that the standard of wisdom and righteousness and godliness is not the people around you. It's God's word. It's God. So be very careful. Do not be prideful. Beware of pride. If you think that you stand, take heed lest you fall. Grow up. Be mature. We're all trying to do that. No matter how old we are, we're trying to be more mature and to kill our immaturities and our, our childishness. But I hope this helps. I hope this helps a little bit. helps us all. And I say this if I... If I preach it to you, I preach it to myself. Um, So, let's just pray. Be dependent upon God. Pray. Beg Him. Beg Him to be your strength, your shield, your refuge, your strong tower. And thankfully, He's very, very willing to answer those prayers. Hope this was helpful. God bless you. Pray, pray, pray. Depend upon God. You are weak. He is strong. He loves you. He sent his son to die for you. Please consider these things. Let me pray and we'll close. Our Father, thank you for sending Christ. Thank you for being our strength. We know that we are nothing. We know that we are weak, but we pray that you will strengthen us, make us wise, make us godly, protect us from Satan, protect us from sin, protect us from our own deceitful hearts, protect us from pride, so we can depend upon you and lean on you and trust in you, and not our own understanding, but trust in you and you alone for everything, and live lives serving you and being dependent upon you. We ask this for the sake of your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.